Now, get ready for Ted Sobel's Excellent Sports Adventure. Excellent! On today's Excellent Show, a son of the man who wrote Mr. Hockey, My Story. It's Gordy Howe's son, Marty Howe, the Howe who led the family in inspiring the writing of the book. From Sports USA, get ready for Ted Sobel's Excellent Sports Adventure. We're talking with Marty Howe, the oldest son of Gordy Howe. And, Marty, first of all, thanks very much for joining us. And I want to know, I've heard you were the one mostly behind finally having a Gordy Howe autobiography called Mr. Hockey, My Story. Is that true, and why now? It's true, and it was just a good time. Uh, we've, we've done other books, but uh, this one I, I think is probably the, the, the best one we've done so far. It just covers everything, and uh, I tell you, having uh, Bobby Orr uh, do the forward and uh, Wayne Gretzky doing the after was uh, uh, quite a gift too for Gordy. So, you know, it was a it was a fun project for him. It brought back uh, some memories for him, and he didn't know everything, but uh, you know, the writers did a lot of research and and uh, filled in the gaps for uh, what he you know couldn't come up with. I know it didn't take you more than about three seconds to have Bobby Orr and, and uh, Wayne involved in this, right? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, they just jumped on board uh, as soon as they heard we were doing it. And, uh, you know, it, it was a great thing. I know Gordy's done several things with uh, Wayne in the past, and and, uh, and they have always gotten along. And, and he loves his dad, Walter. So, uh, you know, it was just a, a great gift from, from them to uh, Gordy. I spoke to Mark and asked him about growing up as Gordy's son. Now, you were not really as much into hockey as Mark was. Is that true, growing up? Yeah, I uh, I almost quit playing hockey uh, so I could play football. And and I used to miss uh, games and practices uh, for hockey so I could you know go to football practice and, and play football. And ended up my, uh, I guess it was my sophomore year, I uh, I was playing on the varsity squad and and we were playing a team. Uh, it was the only team that had beaten us that year, so we were seventy-two and one. Wow! And so I went in and, and you know asked the coach if it would be all right if I missed practice. And his response was, "There's a lot of guys that like to play in your position, and if you're not at practice, your equipment won't be there tomorrow." And you know, I was thinking, of, you know, I was kind of mulling it over, and I, I really wanted to play that team that had beaten, beaten us, and so I ended up playing the hockey game and uh, went back to school, and after school went down to the uh, my locker, and my stuff was, it was gone. So from that point on, I was a hockey player. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked out pretty well, didn't it? it? It did. The guy did me a great favor. He made my mind up for me, so. Was there more pressure, do you think, looking back on it, on Mark than you because of his ability and his passion for the game as the son of Gordy? I, I think you know, pressure is one of those things that you put on yourself. Yeah. Uh, and Mark, Mark was a very competitive uh, uh, you know, player, and, and you know, he wanted to win it no matter what he was doing. So uh, if, if you looked at him on the ice, you never see him smiling, where I was laughing and you know, like having a good time out there, but... Uh, you know, Mark was uh, very serious, the same as Gordy. Uh, you, you know, he, he was all business as soon as he put those skates on. He was uh, not the same nice guy that you meet off the ice, that's for sure. 
Mark did talk to me about how your mother was such a strong influence in you guys dealing with being the son of such a famous person. And I want to know, from your standpoint, how you saw it. Uh you know, there was no pressure on anything that they did. You know, if we if we wanted to do something, they would, you know, find a way to let us do it. But uh, they never pushed us in any directions, and, and uh, uh, except for maybe in school to make sure I did my homework, which I usually hid and didn't bring it in the house. But, you know, I can say that now because you can't hear me. So. <laughs> But did you, was your mother that much of an influence, though, as far as just letting you be uh, just a normal guy and not the son of Gordy Howe throughout your teenage years and into your professional days? Yeah, she was. You know, she was the uh, disciplinarian. You know, she she did everything. I don't know how she did it, but uh, she'd find us rides, and uh, it was funny because as soon as I got my driver's license, uh, they ended up buying me a car. And, and you know, it was a really great gift, but uh, I found out why they got me a car, so I could take everybody everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you were a great chauffeur, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was a great chauffeur. Probably, uh, you know, cut down on her making about a million phone calls trying to uh, arrange all the stuff between us uh, uh, four kids, because, you know, Murray was doing his thing, and Kathy, you know, she's doing hers. And Mark and I, for the majority of the time that we played hockey, uh, I think there was only two years where... I had moved up to a, a, an older group, and uh, Mark stayed back. And and one was when he went to the Olympics and uh, played in uh, Japan there in Sapporo. And, yeah. And uh, I, guess, I think it was '72, and and uh, you know I had gone off and was playing for the Toronto Marlies in Toronto. So uh, those were, and I think when I went to midget, it was only two years that we actually split up. So uh, that that kind of helped on the carpooling a little bit. By the way, I think a lot of people don't know that Marty's middle name is Gordon. No pressure there, huh, Marty? Well, you know, it, it's just a G. Nobody really knows what the Gordon <laughs> part was. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, you know, I like playing things that I enjoy. I, you know, I love fishing, and Gordy installed that in us, too, uh, after the long season. It used to be different. They didn't want kids hanging around in the and uh you know having the guys come back in the playoffs they used to just put them all in a hotel and and not let them see anybody uh but after the season was over you know he used to grab mark and i and take us up on uh you know some float plane and and fly us into some little sometimes it was a tent on a you know a, a wooden slab or you know sometimes it actually had uh you know a wooden structure but they'd have canoes or, or boats and and you're there for you know, seven to ten days, and there's no radios, there's no phones. So if you're in trouble, you're you're really in serious trouble because there's no communication. And they show up, uh, you know, weather permitting. So you're there and with a few cans of beans and some some bacon, and uh, you better catch some fish. <laughs> I'm thinking back to before you became an actual professional. What was it like? going to see your father play and look at him and say, wow, that's not my dad. That's a crazy man out there. And I, and I, in all respect. Yeah. And a lot of it, you don't notice until you actually play, you know, a game on the ice with him. Um, you see a lot more on the ice than you do up in the stands. And, and, you know, we were talking about Mark, uh, you know, being really into hockey and you get two tickets, uh, you know, each player gets two tickets. So, of course, there's their mom and, and somebody else. So the majority of the games, you know, Mark went to. 
and uh, you know, I had a nice girlfriend, and, and, and you know, I, I didn't mind uh, missing the game. So, hockey was not my number one uh, thing in life, but you know, it was it was a sport, and, and I liked to play until I came to Hartford. That was the only year that uh, I'd ever gone to a team where it was uh, so mixed up, and you know, three people here and two people there, and uh, it was it was anything but a team. And uh, I was here. I had a 10-year contract. I was here uh, uh, about 10 days when I went up to the front office and asked to get traded. So, I mean, that's how much I hated it here. <laughs> wow. So, it was not, not a good situation for me. No, I understand. But here you are. You go from the Toronto Marlboros, drafted by the Montreal Canadiens, and you basically say, uh, I'm not interested in going to the most storied franchise in the history of the sport. I'm playing with my dad and my brother. What was that time like? Uh, well, going to Houston was uh, phenomenal. It was the, the city itself was booming at the time, and uh, you know, and starting in a uh, you know a newer league, uh, you know, we got to have a lot of ice time, and uh, which is important to me. I mean, if you're not having a bunch of ice time, it's it's not a whole lot of fun, so uh, you know there, it's in a place where the weather permits you to do all kinds of stuff throughout the uh, throughout the year, and you don't have to shovel snow, so everything was good. But as far as playing with your brother and your father, I mean, what is that like emotionally? It's got to be the time of your life. Well, it is. You're you know you're always you're always looking after your teammates and stuff, but when it's you know your family it's it's even a little more uh important out there and and gordy was like uh, uh i don't know the the uh, father hen i would call him cuz he was always hovering around he could always see when somebody uh took a sh- cheap shot at you or something and i know mark uh, actually had to you know stop him a little bit cuz uh, if somebody took him out in the corner and he thought they were taking liberties on him, you know, he'd fly in there and, and go bash the guy. Well, Mark didn't have time to get out of the way yet. <laughs> so now he's now he's getting crushed by two people. <laughs> so he says, Dad, he says, you know, can, can you just wait a little bit before you do this? <laughs> yeah, so. That's great. Okay, now I asked you before as a son and in the stands, but on the ice with Gordy Howe, when did you see... There were times the look in his eyes were, wow, this guy could be wild out there. It was funny. He didn't do things uh, because he was mad. He, you know, he did it to, to try and get more room. It, you know, it all started our first exhibition game. The guy that lined up against some, uh, I think it was uh, in Greensboro, uh, North Carolina, and, and as soon as they dropped the puck, he just took his stick and he hit this guy right between the eyes of the stick, right over the forehead, boom, <laughs> and just dropped them there. Wow. And and then kind of looked at their bench and, and then went to the penalty box. You know, he got his five minutes. And, you know, back then you were allowed three of those. So, you know, he, he came out and Bill Deneen, you know, waved and he says, you know, like, stay out there, Gordy. So he lined up again. And this next guy out there, he, he goes like the – drop his gloves but he doesn't drop his gloves and stuff because he saw what he did to the other guy yeah and and he didn't even blink and he hit him between the eyes with the stick before <laughs> the guy could even move so he he did that for the for the, every time we played a new team he did that to the poor guy that was lined up against him at the first face off and but you know i i think probably after about five games the guys that were lining up against him started lining up about six feet away 
What, wouldn't that be pretty much what your dad was trying to do? There was an intimidation factor saying, if you back off, I'm going to get my space. You're not going to be want to be anywhere near me, and I'll be happy the rest of the game. Well, that's and that's what he did. Yeah, and that's you know that just gave him the difference between scoring you know like twenty goals and 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 forty goals is just getting the shot off in time. And when you have room, because you know he was creating his room in his own creative way. <laughs> uh, that uh, I've never seen another player do that, but you know that's and he did it on purpose, and he was he was that way. But if you know somebody hurt Mark or I out on the ice. I mean, uh, he was just, uh, you know, hell bent to go and and do some damage to that person, whether it was that game or the next game or forever on. You know, for for some reason he didn't like J.C. Trammelly. I think it came out in the book. I think when I read that was the first time because he had he had called him dummy or something like that when they were playing <laughs> a card game. Well, it stuck with him all these years like an elephant. He just does not forget. Wow. And. J.C. Trombley would, would come out on the ice, and you'd see Gordy. I've never seen him like where he was mad. Like he's chasing him around the ice, and it has nothing to do with the play. <laughs> and, 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 you know, J.C. Trombley's scared to death, and, and for good reason. Yeah, really. You know. So if I say the term Gordy Howe hat trick, what does that mean to you? Well, you know, it's the, the goal, assist, and, and the fight. Which I, I don't know if he's it kind of varies in who tells you what, but right. I think he's only had two, maybe three, and and I've only actually seen him in in one fight before. Really? And that was in the the exhibition game we played against the Michigan Stags uh, in Detroit in Cobo Arena, and uh, there was a guy out there that was supposed to be covering him, and he was like glued to him and. And and he he finally had enough, and but he was mad. That was the first time I ever saw him where he was upset and mad. So he dropped his gloves and grabbed this guy's, and he hit him. He hit him the first time. I think the guy was out, and the second time he hit him just because he was mad, and the third time he hit him so the other team would see it and then just not send another guy out there. <laughs> and that that was a three as he was going down. He was just kind of holding him up. So really, a Gordiao hat trick should be a goal, an assist, and an elbow. Well, for sure, I always <laughs> wanted to make a bobblehead that had, uh, you know, the elbows attached to the head, so they would swing back and forth. By the way, when uh, I joined you guys at Mark's Hall of Fame ceremonies the, during the media afternoon scrum, uh, we took a picture together, and your dad was messing with me, and he put his elbow in my jaw, but he didn't realize how hard he hit me. He almost knocked my tongue out of my mouth. <laughs> well, <laughs> and you know, I was thinking, uh... I got a Gordy Howe elbow. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got some big mitts, too. <laughs> I laugh when uh, cause he loves the uh, you know kids, so yeah. he always messes with them. I, I remember you know he'd, he'd come home, and we'd run up to him, and the first thing he'd do is grab us by the ears and like throw us in the air. So I learned how really fast to grab his big old forearms, and so when he tosses, your ears aren't like five feet long. <laughs> I still think my my left ear, I can't hear in it because of what he did to me. So, what do you recall? He always uh, yeah. takes his hand and he pats these kids on the back of the head, but he's got that big ring that he wears all the time. Oh wow! And and you hear that coconut sound, <laughs> you know, like funk. Yeah, exactly. So, and, the, and the kids sitting there, and his eyes water up, and. <laughs> 
I was just going like, Dad, you're going to like use your other hand. Yeah, he, I don't think he ever realized how strong he was compared to everybody else. Oh, I've, I've seen him. Uh, I scuba dive a lot, and I, I, I take one of the players here in, in Hartford and uh, 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 Tory Robertson and, and took him out diving out in Block Island. And it, it was a nasty kind of day. We probably shouldn't even uh, jumped in the water, but I, I saw that he was starting to turn a little on the green and white side, so <laughs> I uh, helped him get dressed, and I just threw him over the side and had a, a long rope with a uh, float on it and just told him to, you know, like sit in the water because it's cooler and, you know, it'll it'll help your sickness. And as I'm getting dressed, I could see that, you know, he's turning backwards because he's getting sick. And then I yelled, do you want to come back in? So he came back in, and Gordy actually reached over the back of my boat, grabbed Tory's tank, and, and lifted him with one hand so his rear end was sitting on the back of the boat. <laughs> now, you know, here's a guy that's 200 pounds. He's wearing uh, 33 pounds of lead plus his tank and, and his gear. So, you know, it's it's pretty amazing, that, you know, the strength that he had. Is, and it's all natural. So yeah. He didn't uh, pound weights or anything, and... It'd be scary if he did, I guess. That's part of the special part of Gordy Howe, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it's you know his neck and his hands. It's all like one long thing there, and it's just you know <laughs> it's all attached. There's, it seems like there's no other moving parts. Marty Howe was inducted into the WHA Hall of Fame with his entire family. Up next, we've got more of just Marty and Ted on Sports USA. Thanks for calling Consolidated Credit Counseling Services. Can I help you? I sure hope so. I'm in debt. Is it credit card bills? Yes, I have two credit cards that I'm making minimum payments on and another that I'm behind on. I owe about $5,000. What interest rates are you paying? Between 18 and 22%. At that rate, it'll take over 20 years to pay off. Wow. 20 years? What Consolidated Credit can do is work with your creditors to lower your payments and reduce or even eliminate your interest charges. You should be able to pay everything off in three or four years. What do I have to do? Just give me some details and get ready to celebrate your freedom from debt. We're Consolidated Credit. We're here to give you freedom from debt. Call now for your free consultation. If I had known it was this easy, I would have called years ago. Call 1-800-699-5128. 1-800-699-5128. That's 1-800-699-5128. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated, 5701 West Sunlight Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Not a loan company, licensed by New York Department of Financial Services, and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation, Maryland DM19, Oregon DM80031. We're back with Ted Sobel's excellent sports adventure, and more with former NHLer and WHAer Marty Howe on Sports USA. Describe the, uh, the pride factor of you as a family winning two WHA Avco Cups together as being a son of and then Gordy being the dad. What was that like? It was just fun. Anytime you win a championship, you know whether your uh, families there or not, the family thing just makes it special. Uh, and and each time you, you do it, it's it's just as good as the first time. Sometimes better. I, I think uh, the most enjoyable thing is is when you have to work harder for it. I think our first year we kind of breeze through. Except for the the first round, that kind of gave us a scare. But uh, you know, after that, it was it was uh, pretty smooth sailing. But it's 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 just special. I mean, every we just had a team in Houston that everybody on that team felt like family members. And uh, you know, I, I can tell you a story because we always call Gordy Gordy because it, every time we call him Dad, I think it kind of embarrassed him or something. So like <laughs> he he wouldn't say it, but he would ignore you. 
uh, you know, so if you really wanted to talk to him, you know, finally we said, hey, Gordy. And he'd turn around and have a conversation with you or whatever. And now, this is in front of other players, you say? Yeah, or anywhere. At really? That yeah, because you're a teammate now. You're not. Ah, okay. You're my I got kid, you. but you're a teammate. <laughs> so, like, you know, it's not right to be calling me dad. You know, I'm, I don't know if I made him feel old or, or what, but anyway, he, he wasn't putting up with it. So, you know, because people look at us and they're going, you know, like, they think it's disrespectful to, to call him by his first name. And, and I'm going, like, well, it, it kind of is, but he won't answer us and he won't listen to us if we don't. <laughs> That's so what are you wild. supposed to do? That explains everything because I know Mark uh, always refers to him as Gordy, too. And I was thinking, no, it's your dad. It's not Gordy. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, he's got like 16 nicknames between Power and Gobbler and all kinds of things. But, yeah. Because he was always in the, uh, the hot tub after. Uh, uh, after practices and after games, and so, you know, they bought him a rubber ducky he would have there to keep him company. <laughs> so did he talk to you guys much about, after you won the Cups, how proud he was of you, or was he just strictly being a teammate? He he really, uh, he, he may have talked to Mark, you know, I, you know, I, I think he, I think I used to make him upset because I was having a good time out there and not <laughs> being as serious as I should be. Yeah. Uh, but he never said anything. You know, he he as a as a player, he just seems to recognize uh, little things like you're dipping your shoulder. This is why you're shooting wide. Uh, you know, stuff like that. You know, positional play a little bit. But he he would only say you know say something if it was uh, you know something he noticed and it was kind of glaring to him uh, and would make your play better. Otherwise, he just lets you learn on your own. How about Towards the end of you guys playing together, I guess was it nineteen seventy nine eighty with Hartford. He uh, well when he well when he came back the first time was because he when he retired he traded in seventy two, and then came back uh, you know the seventy three seventy four season with, yeah. with us after Mark and I got drafted, you know by uh, Houston. So Mark tells the story about when Gordy did come out of retirement that. You guys were pretty scared about his conditioning and that he was huffing and puffing and turning colors in practice saying, I think this is not a good thing. Well, it, it ended up, when he retired that year, he had a wrist operation because he had such bad arthritis. And uh, so he wasn't, you know, he wasn't working out. He wasn't doing a lot. He, he's a guy that never gets too far out of shape, but he wasn't uh, doing any uh jogging, riding bike, or anything at that point. And, uh, you know, he'd be riding the lawn more and then pulling weeds by hand. <laughs> but when he came to camp, I mean, he was, I've never seen that kind of purple before. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, we were a little worried about him for the first, uh, took him, uh, I don't know, a week, uh, 10 days, and uh, to actually get to the point where he was starting to feel comfortable. And uh, I think my mom put him on a diet and, you know, a few other things. But he, uh, but he's the kind of guy, he went out there, he'd go out there first, and he'd, he'd mess around for 20 minutes before practice start. And, uh, you know, just trying to get his stuff together. But he's, uh, he's pretty amazing. If you ever try to uh, take his pulse, it's pretty easy. It kind of feels like a fire hose going through there. So I think he, uh, his uh, flood, or blood flow is uh, unbelievable, and I think that's why he could... Uh, you know, stay out there as long as he uh, he did for so many years.
Well, what was it like at the time? Uh, how old was he when he came out of retirement? He was uh, 45. Okay. Yeah. So 45 to be out of retirement and then play again at a professional level with basically one week of showing, okay, I'm getting into tip-top shape. How do you go from that and retire to not only the best player on the team, but the best player in the league? Yeah, our uh, our training camps were different than they are now. Yeah. Because you had 10 days of, of skating around without any pucks. <laughs> 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 so uh, you had no choice but to get in shape. And, uh, so, you know, training camp was long, and then I, I don't know how many exhibition games we have. We probably had uh, five, six, maybe seven. So yeah, he had, uh, you know, he had over uh, a month to, to five weeks to get to where, and he wasn't totally there yet. It just developed that way yeah. you know, in, in the first month or so. But it was amazing where he went from like being purple and winded, and to all of a sudden his passes were crisp and and his, you know bodies were flying, and uh, you know, and he just. Uh, was all of a sudden the best guy out there so uh you know he was he was uh he was back home again <laughs> yeah really in his comfort zone but but you watching it as a son at times you thinking wow it was great to play with him but i never expected him to be this good i was pretty amazed you know at that age that he could do that cuz he you know he could still skate you know, he was stronger than most guys out there and uh, his puck control and, and passes are, you know, dead on. And his shot, once once he got his shot going again, it's a uh, guy that scores. They just they just pick that little, you know, four inch corner. You know, I always remember Lemieux. He's the only guy I had to cover, and and uh, and he was sitting behind the goal line because he could score from there. Yeah, you know, he was, he had such a big reach. As you know, the puck's coming out, you know, three feet, and that's all he needed. I swear he'd. He'd make the puck go sideways to go in. <laughs> Any other stories you recall of playing with Mark and your dad in the WHA and at the end in the NHL with Hartford? Uh, just uh, the, you know, there was one game where uh, Mark, when he was playing four, was coming down the middle, and uh, the guy came up and gave him a hip, hip check, and he lost the puck and had a bit of a Charlie horse because the guy hit him low. I think he need him. And uh, so... Mark got back out the blue, uh, the outside of the blue line. The puck came to him again. He's, I mean, it was like deja vu. He's skating down. The guy comes up and he tries to do it again. Of course, Mark cross-checked him in the ear and then grabbed the puck, took a shot, and scored. And as he raised his hand, this guy came behind him and cross-checked him you know, behind, from behind in the neck. Right. Well, you know, Gordy was on the warpath and started coming at him. And <laughs> So this guy's like skating like a madman trying to, you know, escape with his life and he's heading down behind the net and i'm coming on the other side i figure if gordy doesn't get him i'll i'll get him on the other side and then you got this defense partner this other guy he comes over and he tries to go in front of gordy and of course gordy just i think he broke his nose his cheekbone wow i don't know what else he broke but he <laughs> just cross-checked him so bad in front of that and 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 he knows the guy but you know, the guy should know not to do that when he's like that yeah because he's not even thinking at that point he's just going for blood and uh it ended up the guy came out the other side of the net and i tried to get him and then he ducked so i ended up separating my, separating my shoulder <laughs> oh wow 
and then the rest of the team jumped on him. So, <laughs> old time hockey. Oh yeah, yeah. It was another bench clear. So, what was it like for uh, Gordy to actually hang him up for good? Did he have a hard time doing that, or or was he pretty much okay? It's time. Uh, he got forced a little bit. You know, he he wanted to play one more year. <laughs> I mean, he, he he got, you know, on the fourth line, he got seventeen goals. He, he was playing with uh, Nick Fatio and yeah. and I'm not sh- sure who else was on there, but. Uh, as if he needed a protector like Fatio. No, I mean, you know, they were using him as the tough guy. Right. He was 52 years old. But th- was he able to hang it up uh, easily, or was he a sort of a tough guy to deal with in that respect for a couple of years, saying, I still got something left in me? <laughs> he, I, I know he wanted to play again. You know, he wouldn't uh, come out and complain and, right. and and be that way. I mean, it happened, and... I think he almost retired like every year at the end of the year. And, and, you know, so this this is the first one they were trying to get him, you know, like to retire. I don't, you know, and and that, you know, he would have been 53 going that year. So uh, there is some worries about uh, heart attacks and things like that. Sure, of course. He was in such uh, phenomenal shape that uh, I know he could have played another year. And I was in the IHL, by the way, with the Long Beach Ice Dogs as their play-by-play guy when some guy named Gordy Howe played in his 500th decade <laughs> just, to, just yeah. to dress up and take a shift in Detroit. Yeah, he, uh, uh, the behind-the-scenes with that, you know, with his uh, knee replacements and everything, he, uh, they had their trainer, you know, you know, giving them therapy and everything else <laughs> just, to, just to take that one shift. <laughs> so... Uh, but it, you know, it was fun. We were all down there, so uh, that's awesome. I, I don't know if he he would would have thought about doing it again for all the pain and agony he went through just to take that one shift. But uh, he, uh, you know, he gets something in his mind. He just does it. By the way, I've only seen pictures of that. Did he actually go out and hit anybody? <laughs> uh, no, he he wasn't really catching up with the play too well. But he almost scored. Really, he got caught in between. Uh, you know, the, the puck had gone in the corner, and then the puck went out, but the defenseman got it, so then he turned again <laughs> and started going towards the front, and then the puck hit him in the shin and almost went in. Wow, now that would have been awesome. <laughs> so. Tell us something uh, that the average fan doesn't know about Gordy Howe that you'd like them to know. Uh, you know, everybody knows him for hockey, but the reason people love him the best is because he's the nicest, kindest person you'll ever meet off of the ice. You know, he's he's the guy that uh, people are coming in the restaurant. He'll just hold the door for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, my wife's getting in the car. He always goes around and lets her in first. Uh, you know, he's just that kind of person. And he, you know, he'd go out of his way to help you if uh, you were snow blowing your driveway or shoveling your driveway. He'd be over there doing it. And I know in, in my neighborhood, uh, we had a, a little little outstanding joke. Is that, you know, I raked leaves there. I raked leaves there. I raked leaves there. Well, he did. <laughs> and uh you know but that's just how he was he he, he likes staying busy and and uh he enjoys helping people he likes the good people a smile on their face so that's the that's the gordy we know and by the way uh when you guys were in montreal for the all-star game a few years back i was at that game and i bumped into i believe is it your son or that would be Travis. That'd be yes. uh, Mark's uh, oldest son. Mark's oldest son. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Travis was with Gordy. I met. I ran into them at the airport. I was flying back to L.A. and they were flying. I think to Detroit. Yeah. And uh, 
I ended up talking to Gordy, telling him, you know, stories about knowing Mark for the last three decades. And we talked about everything for about 20 minutes. And then there was an announcement, Mr. Howe, we need you to board the plane. We're leaving. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the truth. Well, that's Gordy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, we yeah. we couldn't stop talking, and he loved talking about you know stories about that I knew about Mark that he didn't, and <laughs> I'll never forget that I almost cost him a plane flight home. <laughs> I always uh, I always enjoyed when uh, he'd go to the All Star game, and uh, you have the the older guys all get together. You know, they usually have an alumni room or whatever. Yep. And I just love seeing them sitting at a table, and they 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 start telling stories about what Gordy did to them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! It's like a badge of honor or something. <laughs> and they still have the bruises to oh, show. Oh, they still it. got the scars to show. <laughs> What's the best thing about your book, Mister Hockey: My Story, Gordy Howe? I just think it—you it, know—it starts from when he was a kid. It, 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 it's the full life of Gordy Howe. You know, it, it doesn't. Nothing can cover everything. But sure. It covers uh, most of it, and and uh, it's just an enjoyable read. And you have to be one proud oldest son, I'm sure. Oh yeah, I always have been. Uh, you know, I just I just miss our uh, fishing days because uh, uh, with what's going on now, it's kind of curtailed everything. But sure. hopefully, he uh, gets over this, and uh, we can put a fishing rod in his hand again. What can you tell uh, all the Gordy Howe fans out there how your dad is coming along right now? He's uh, just starting his uh, therapy. He had the stroke, and uh, his right side basically is all affected. His, his uh, you know leg and arm, and uh, he also uh, has lost his speech. So he's g- gaining some movement in his leg and his arm. Uh, the only words he hasn't forgotten are uh, the swear words. So, <laughs> so there there is a, there is an upside. We know there's something in there exactly. to work with. So uh, it was strange because he had he had. Uh, He's got stenosis of the spine, so he has a bad back, and this is kind of like what led to uh, this, this whole thing. Because he, he he had fallen, and uh, I think he was on uh, at my brother Murray's, and 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 hurt his back somehow. He, you know, he aggravated it. So uh, over the summer, it just got worse and worse over about three weeks, and then it got really bad. So we ended up running around. Uh, uh, trying to get an, an operation and you know because he was he was so bad he didn't know who he was he didn't know who we were wow. uh, he was in pain all the time and the medications and stuff were even making the dementia worse than than uh than it should be so uh this is when having a, a brother that is a doctor really helps so uh murray arranged uh with a doctor in uh, toledo to uh, get get his operation and uh, two days later, he was he was he was back to himself. He was walking, uh, you know, talking. Everything was uh, like nothing happened. So oh, that's great. The second day, he was in uh, Houston, and and we had decided that uh, uh, you know we were gonna you know stop all his uh, trips and appearances and things like that and let him uh, recuperate and just rest. Uh, and and he was doing great until. Uh, the day before he had that stroke, uh, you know, his uh, great grandkids are running around in the backyard, and he's chasing them. So wow. Uh, but now he's uh, he's got a long road ahead, uh, but he's staying positive. You know, I can see you know glimpses of his uh, personality coming out. I think uh, when it first started, he'd have about 
thirty minutes to forty minutes of, of the day would be, you know, more or less him. But the, and then it would go back to, uh, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, sleeping a lot. Right. And but he's he's improved quite a bit, and yeah, I'm just hoping the therapy uh, works well. I just know it's going to take. Uh, everybody thinks it's going to take, uh, you know, a month or something. Like that. I'm sure it's going to take a year. Yeah. Uh, to get this done, so. And hopefully it's only a year. Are you going to get a chance to go down and visit soon in Texas? I uh, I just got back uh, last Saturday, and I'm leaving this Saturday to, to go back down there. So we'll do this until he's uh, at least on the right track. It keeps him positive. And, sure. Know, like seeing family, and uh, you know, so it's it's a pleasure for us to do so. Absolutely. So we well, just hope it works. That's all. All the best to one of my favorite people I've ever met. Your dad is a very special person, and uh, your family is very special. And I really appreciate the time. And wow, it's going to be it's going to be fascinating to see how your book does because uh, a lot of people want to read about Gordy Howe. Yeah, it's all in there, start <laughs> to finish. So, <laughs> although I hope he has a few more chapters left, we can do another one at some other time. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Let's add a yeah. few more. That's yep, great for sure. Thanks, Marty, for the time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Ted Sobel's Excellent Sports Adventure. Excellent! Tune in next week for another great interview with some of the biggest names in sports. Don't forget, you can follow Ted Sobel on Twitter at Ted Sobel Sports. Plus, you can check out our other podcasts from Joe Morgan, Jake Plummer, Lee Steinberg, Jimmy Vaccaro, and Fred Dreyer on SportsUSAMedia.com, PodcastONE.com, iTunes, and the TuneIn app for your smartphone. This is Sports USA.